0: Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style, brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Welcome back to Zorkast. This is Michael. And once again, we have John Morris with us continuing the conversation on award travel and travel status. And we're going to pick up really quickly talking about how John feels about his hotel loyalty situation. So John, what's your deal with hotel loyalty? You've always been a Marriott guy, and there's been a lot of stuff going on lately with Marriott and Starwood. So I'm sure you have a bunch of opinions about that.
1: Yeah, we are we are at an interesting time right now, Michael, uh, with uh, the Marriott and Starwood merger. In my Marriott account I'm a platinum premier, and my Starwood account I'm a lower platinum. So I'm hoping that they will sort that out uh, in the coming weeks so that I can get, you know, the, the, the best perks at, at all of the hotels.
0: Now, I know what's sort of interesting is that only in recent years have the airlines switched to a revenue based system where you earn your redeemable miles that you use for award tickets based on how much you spend. But hotels have been doing that kind of thing for a long time. So what are your, what are your strategies or, or how do you look at hotel programs a little bit differently than, you know, accumulating elite status on airlines or airline programs? How do you go about that? Or how have you always, how have you looked at that? Or is elite status even more important with hotels? What's your feeling on some of that?
1: Well, I think I care more about elite status at airlines, but that doesn't mean that it isn't valuable at hotels. There is a, you know, a tiered system whereby you earn more loyalty points the more you stay. I think one of the the major differences between a hotel and airline programs that makes it so much easier to qualify is that award nights are counted towards your, you know, total qualifying nights in the hotel programs and you know if you're earning a lot of points whether through stays or bonuses or your credit card there are just so many more ways to to redeem for for hotel nights, and then also to, to bulk up your uh, total number of, of nights and state credit.
0: I um, mean, another thing I would interject is that it's also much easier to get a mid-tier hotel elite status than it is to get an airline elite status, because, you know, hotel elite status is available through many different credit cards and membership programs, yeah, and for like a decent mid-tier status, and it just seems to me it's much easier for people to jump into the hotel game and never have played it before with at least some status, which I think helps.
1: Absolutely. I think, I think one of the, the greatest benefits to, to mid-tier status at a lot of properties is you know access to the lounge. So for 50 nights at Marriott, you can get, uh, you know, lounge access. And, and I believe it's the the same qualification at Hilton and, and Hyatt. Uh, Hyatt's a, a little higher at 60 nights. But, you know, some of these statuses, uh, you know, once you've gotten one through a credit card, for instance, there's nothing stopping you from matching to another program. I know that Hilton right now has a very generous... Uh, status match uh program they'll match you all the way to the top tier of diamond uh and then other programs uh have uh challenges so for instance if you stay you know x number of nights in a 3 month period they will you know jump you up to one of the the status levels uh so there's so many ways to to earn status at, at hotels that I think uh just makes it much easier to attain some of those perks that are reserved for the hotel's best customers.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's, it's really great stuff. I do think though, which I was a little disappointed, but I have not followed up on this much because we we tend to focus on the higher tiers a lot of times with the programs. But I think Marriott has now downgraded their gold status, which was the quintessential mid-tier status to not include, I don't know if it's not including lounge access or breakfast, and only like a 2 p.m. checkout. So I, I was disappointed to hear that there are, there are starting to be some devaluations there. But Hilton still seems to be, you know, completely on course with the mid-tier. I, I just haven't followed that up very much.
1: Right. I think, I think the change in Marriott uh, was that gold now only requires 25 nights a year, whereas uh, platinum, which used to require 75, is now only 50. So, I would really say that Platinum is the new mid-tier at the Mary, the, you know, the new Marriott. And so that, that does include lounge access and some choice benefits, which could include, uh, some sweet night awards. So, those are suites that are confirmable in advance of your stay, which I think could be extremely useful, uh, you know, if you're going on a, a vacation and could, you know, benefit from a, a larger, more luxurious room.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I guess some of this is going to – we're just going to have to see how it plays out because I think some people were getting their Marriott status via Starwood. And if off the top of my head, things like Amex Platinum gave you Starwood Gold, which basically – correlated to Marriott Gold with all of the prior benefits. So I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next 6 months or so with regard to membership programs or credit cards with what status levels that they actually grant.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's a sort of a complicated situation right now, you know, the merger hasn't gone off a, a, as smoothly as they had hoped and there are a lot of questions about how You know, former status will map to new status, and I think that that really it's going to be a wait-and-see, perhaps for you know, maybe another month or two.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting. Now, stepping back to the award side of things for the redeemable points that you uh, get for hotel stays or that you might transfer into a hotel program from Chase Ultimate Rewards or American Express Membership Rewards, uh, you were giving an example in the last episode that we spoke about when you redeemed, I think it was 12,500 American miles for a flight that would have been six or $700. I'm sure you've run into some of of those circumstances, circumstances also on the hotel side, and I was wondering if you had one or two examples that you that you would like to share?
1: Sure, sure. You know, I uh, book a lot of hotel nights. I essentially live in a hotel, and you know, sometimes rates can be high, especially you know in Florida where I'm spending a lot of my time. You know, if it's a, a holiday weekend or you know, just a, a summer weekend where there are a lot of families traveling to Orlando or Tampa and booking hotels, uh, room rates will really uh shoot up. But you can still get those for a fixed number of rewards points. And there's some great examples. I've been booking a hotel in Orlando for the equivalent of 9,000 Marriott points, which is is redeeming uh, which is priced at anywhere from 150 to 200 dollars a night plus tax. And so I think that's a, a very good value redemption. It's it's much more easily attainable to someone who's just started collecting points. Uh but there are also some high value redemptions that I've taken before as well. Uh I think my favorite Marriott redemption of all time was at the uh Uh, Paris Marriott on the Champs-Élysées. And the room rate, uh, at the time that I was going, which was during the final stages of the Tour de France, was a thousand euros a night. And, uh, I was able to get that hotel for 40,000 points a night, which sounds like a lot, but you know, you get the fifth night free in the Marriott program. So, you know, you're saving 40,000 points that way. And you know, getting incredible value. I mean, I, I was so happy not to not to have to shell out four or five thousand euros just to stay in a hotel room.
0: Absolutely fabulous. And those are great examples. We could probably do episodes about those types of examples, and also examples of when you know if you're if you're if you're actually saving a currency like a Chase Ultimate Rewards or a membership rewards where you can then transfer into different programs on my very travelzork focused casino side we run into those examples like in Atlantic City at the new uh, Ocean Resort Casino which is 20,000 Hyatt points which can easily be transferred from Ultimate Rewards and a room in that hotel on a Saturday night is usually about $450 and Ke- Hyatt doesn't yeah have it at a very high category. You run into the same thing also sometimes with properties like New Year's Eve in Vegas. I mean, if you can get the award redemption, usually the the fixed amount of points don't change on those dates with the caveat that there needs to be availability. But all really good stuff to look at and definitely things that should be compelling even to beginners or people just getting started.
1: Well, and I I think another, you know, uh, another great use of of rewards points and and frequent flyer miles and and all of these, uh, you know, loyalty programs allow you to have access to, you know, book rooms or flights at the last minute and save a lot of money on an unexpected trip, perhaps, or you get tickets to a college football game and you know you need to get a hotel room but they're all $500 even the Quinta, it's $500 but if you have uh some points or credit card you know points that you can transfer into a program you know this just really worth their weight in gold in my opinion especially in those circumstances where you know you're you're planning a last minute trip or or, you know, have a, a, an unexpected need to book a flight or stay in a, stay in a hotel. And so there's, a, there's so many great ways to capture value
0: absolutely well John I think we're about out of time I would love to I maybe maybe in a couple of weeks from now we'll do one or two more episodes about aspirational travel and and redemptions and I'm always trying to inspire people to to understand that it's you know even if you put a little bit of time into it there is just so much value in the in the miles and points world before we go once again John if you have anything else you'd like to share and remind everybody where they can find find you
1: well you know i just like you i'm uh you know i'm i live and breathe points and you know they play such an important role in my strategy for travel and they allow me to achieve you know so much more than i would otherwise be willing to pay for and so i think that you know this is a great series that you're doing here trying to inspire people to get in the game if you want to follow along with my travels, you could do it on my website at wheelchairtravel.org and uh, follow me on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Love to, love to have you join my journey.
0: Well, wonderful. Well, once again, thank you, everybody, for joining us at ZorkCast. Let me remind you about the ZorkCast Facebook group. That's a great place to continue the conversation. And if you would like to suggest some topics or conversational points for a future episode with John, feel free to tweet me at TravelZork or come to the Facebook group. And uh, we would love to hear from you. So until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.